Hello and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and joining me, as always, he is the co-host on the West Coast. He's none other than Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. How's it going? I feel a little... There, there's a little congestion going on in, in my sinal region. Sinal? Sinus regions. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. All right. How yeah. Are I, how, how are you? Uh, I was doing good. And then I put on the headphones and I could hear my voice and I, I sound a little off myself. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I don't know. I need to put some bass in my voice. So. That's, that Years ago when I worked in terrestrial radio, I uh, had a, a, a listener who used to refer to me as soothing baritone. Uh, now, I, I ended up becoming great uh, friends with the whole family, uh, DJed her oldest son's uh, wedding uh, reception, things like that. But yeah, and I realized this was a decade back that my morning voice, like my 7 a.m. voice, mm-hmm. was in fact a lot, lot more like this. Whereas as the day goes on, uh, maybe it's because I wake up, I find more energy uh, in my voice. Then it, you know, it it, it gets up uh, here to a to a, a terrific tenor. Mm. See, I just think that by working from home and not talking to a lot of people or anybody really during the day, my voice then just shuts down. And so now talking to you, I have to warm it back up. I should have been doing some vocal exercises. Should have been doing la 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 la. Me 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 me. Yeah. After uh, my stint, and I shouldn't say stint. After my decade in radio, I worked in a factory for about three weeks. And the only reason the stint was the in the factory was so long, or I mean so short, was because I uh, I found a better opportunity for myself. But. It was a factory and and I was basically training, so I wasn't doing a whole lot of talking. It was very loud. You can't really have conversation anyway. And my wife knew that I needed to find something new to do for for income because she's like, you must not talk at all during the day because you come home and you don't shut up. It's like I had to get a word quota in every day and, and the you know 20 words that I was getting in during the day. Uh, you know, mile a minute in her opinion, probably a lot of accuracy there. Yeah. See, that's how I felt about myself on our last episode, the awesomely titled Rambleween, because <laughs> I felt like I hadn't talked to anybody all day. And so when I started talking to you, it just like, yeah, it's just verbal diarrhea. There's, I just had to get stuff out because I hadn't spoken the entire day. Hey, hey, buddy, I don't ever want you to be self-conscious. I, if you have, oh, I'm not thoughts. being self-conscious. I'm just saying, like last <laughs> episode, I just when you know it was ADD, look a squirrel moment every thirty seconds. We just like, hey, here's this, here's this. What well, did you watch this? Have you done this? Blah blah blah. She-Hulk, Frankenstein. <laughs> Leon, Leon, uh, man, I really wish I could have thought of the lyrics too. We didn't start the fire right here because I would have just went off on that. But uh, yeah, that's where my brain is right now. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Uh, as we, I, I reached out to you. Uh, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain. Our our plan, our goal is to record two episodes tonight, uh, because next week I will be 
in Connecticut and uh, for work purposes uh, or for potential work purposes. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. Um, so our plan is to record two episodes, but I, I reached out to Chad earlier today. I said, would you like to record? I'd like to record two if possible. And Chad, your response was basically, okay, come up with topics, which is not my forte. <laughs> uh, usually, Chad, you're the the topic selector, I suppose. Yeah, but, you know, after last week where I was just all over, all over the map, I figured I'd give you the chance to try to rein us in into a specific topic. And because when you let me do it, I just kind of go through my day of, okay, what did I read? What did I talk about, if anything, with someone else? And uh, I don't think the things that I was seeing and reading today, we should probably touch on. So we'll save that for November. Okay. The topic that I chose for this episode, Chad, is pets. Hi, something fun, animals. Have you had pets? Because this would be a hell of a time for you to say I've never had a pet in my life. This no, is going to be a very short lifetime. episode. Nope. <laughs> no, I have pets, and this is going to be uh, – I can take this into a very depressing moment because uh, I have a lot of bad pet stories. Hmm. So, But we'll see if, if I want to take it there or if we'll just keep it lighthearted and, and fun. What was your first pet, Chad? Uh, my first one, I, I was trying to think of this because I, I believe it was a husky. I can't remember if it was Siberian or if there's a, such a thing as an Alaskan husky. I don't know. But I believe it was a husky, uh, name of Mandy. And we had her, I think, I want to say got her when I was around three. And then we gave her up um, when we moved um, for a year we moved to the town that my dad was working, moved into a trailer park and could not have pets. Mm. And uh, so we had to give, give her away. But so I have a vague, vague memory. We would go visit her. We um, gave her to a lady that lived in the same town as my dad's parents. Whenever we would go visit them, then we would stop by and see the dog. Did you ever sing uh, uh, in the short time that you had together? Did you ever sing Barry Manilow's Mandy? to her uh, i did not because at three years old i was not aware of barry manilow i uh, first of all how dare you secondly okay um i had a, a very odd uh unusual so Two months after my wife and I got married, when we've been married now, God bless her, she's been with me uh, in, in a married capacity for 13 and a half years. Uh, but two months after we got married, we adopted a puppy from a, a little shelter. And that's the first dog I ever had. You know, they say that every boy, every American boy should have a dog. Um, that's awful tough to do when your mom is allergic to dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. As well as alcohol. My mom hasn't had alcohol since I was born. Um, no. From what I understand is alcohol is the reason you were born. Hey, 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 <laughs> no. um, you're probably not wrong. Uh, 
<laughs> no, um, it, I don't know if you know this or not, Chad, but pregnancies can change the physiological nature of a, a woman's body. Mm. And so uh, after I was born, my mom, who obviously wouldn't have had alcohol while pregnant, because, you know, that's eh, come on, it was the 70s, 80s. Yeah, but she was in a uh, she was a nurse. So oh. she had a little more advanced knowledge, um, but uh, did not, you know, no alcohol. And and so she's allergic, yeah, became allergic to alcohol, dogs, cats. We would find out later, like when I was nine or 10, that she's allergic to peaches, uh, which is an odd uh, fruit to be allergic. So I never had a dog. I always wanted a dog growing up. I was always envious and would, if friends of mine. Had, never had a cobbler either, did you? <laughs> uh, and mom makes a, a frozen fruit salad in the summer months. And after uh, the, the, the peach uh scare of you know 92 or whatever uh that that frozen fruit salad's been sans peaches ever since that's but we'll still do you know nice fresh peaches in uh in our home separately but it also makes it difficult you know for mom and dad to come over and see my boys or you know just spend time because we do have two dogs um but growing up the first quote-unquote pets that i had were fish in an Mm -hmm approximately if i had to guess 25 maybe 30 gallon little you know tv stand size tank did you ever have fish chad i did we would get them at the fair and you would win them and then you would take them home and two days later you would flush them down the toilet there's no purpose if you're like if you're a doctor's office or a fancy restaurant where you can afford one of those tanks they used to make on the show Tanked on Animal Planet before that family had an explosion, um, then maybe. But like otherwise, residential little small fish tanks just should not exist. Hmm. They're a, a waste of space. They're a pain in the ass. Um, I'm a big opponent of 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 them. We'll get to more on that later um so i had fish you know we had the uh the sucker fish and and you know just eh, it was you feed them you walk away like there was no watching you didn't take them for a walk no <laughs> no you i didn't, didn't. Bill, be like bill murray put them in a little mason jar and carry them around your neck no no and i didn't uh you know put them on a little you know take one out on a, in a little fish bowl and put it on a skateboard and drag it around the neighborhood none of that it was just, they were in there. You can't really touch them. It was a big project to uh, clean the tank. Mm-hmm. Just not, juice is not worth the squeeze on, on fish tank, you know, on small residential fish tanks, folks. I'm sorry. So um, those were my first mm-hmm. pets on record. Chad, uh, tell me about uh, a pet you had after Mandy. Well, I mean, we had more dogs, but uh, we also, for a short time, had hamsters. Did you ever have a hamster or a gerbil? No, I was going to get to that later, but since you asked, uh, we had a couple of guinea pigs. Hmm, okay. That we, uh, when we built the house my mom and dad are still in, we built it in 95, and we had an unfinished basement, and a classmate of my sister's was... Uh, they were getting rid of their two guinea pigs. So we built a little custom three foot by three foot pen, you know, the cedar chips and things down there. And we had two stinky ass little 
rodents in the basement for a little while. Did you name them Richard and Gear? No, they they were uh, uh, Congo and Sanka. Now, a lot of people aren't going to know what Sanka is, Chad, but you're of a certain age where I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Sanka. Oh, I woke up every morning to the sweet taste of Sanka. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Can't you get good coffee? (laughs) Yeah, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know if Sanka was good or not. But yeah, it's one of those products that you're like, when did Sanka stop existing? And still exists. Does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Sanka, for those uninitiated, it's an instant coffee. If you think about how hot chocolate works, where you you put the hot you you either have the water in the in the mug and you put it and you warm it up in the microwave, or you have a little tea kettle or something, you put the hot water into the mug, and then you add a scoop, you know, a scoop and a half, whatever of Sanka, and you stir it in and it dissolves like hot chocolate, like Swiss Miss. And it's like that was the stuff that my grandpa. You, you know, when we'd have grandma and grandpa over for dinner and we're in that uh, phase between dinner and dessert, my mom would be like, dad, you want some Sanka? Sure. You know, and, and that's, yeah, not, not good. Don't, re- don't recommend it. All right. Now, what about Congo? Uh, Congo. I don't really know where that name came. I mean, I, I know of the Congo, but I don't know why we named I think Sanka was a more coffee color, like a d- darker brown. I think Congo was like tricolor, a little tan brown and white. But I don't, I, I, I had to clean out the thing, you know, for for my sister's inherited uh, guinea pigs. I had to clean out the pen, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get a right. I didn't get a say in the naming. Do you remember the Atari video game Congo Bongo? I'm not that old, Chad. I'm close. I'm not that old. Well, you can look that up on YouTube when you're done. Oh, you mean it wouldn't be good for the show if I looked it up right now? Mm, probably not. Okay. I mean, my our, our one listener would probably get bored and don't say that about Mike. Mike's get, in. Get out of his wheelchair and walk over to the computer to turn the podcast off. Mike's not in a wheelchair, even on leg day. Hmm. So, uh, all right. So back to your rodents. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember what their names were. I do remember. And here's the first, uh, uh, I guess this fits in with the Halloween month of October. Um, I remember taking one out one time. I had the the hamsters were at my uh, grandparents' house and I remember taking one out of the little plastic pen, cage thing and was holding it and I dropped it and my parents or my grandparents dog was right below me. We were le- one less hamster after that. Oh, no. Oh man, that's tough. I go in uh, a lot of homes, you know, for my for my job and uh I'll I'll say this that that uh, of the ones that have animals, the overwhelming majority have dogs rather than cats. Uh, and of those dogs, only one's ever snapped at me, uh, caught me on my cuff, uh, my cuff link. And, but I was like, come on now, let's, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes on that there, doggy. I was going to ask you, are you a 
because you have dogs. Are you a dog person rather than a cat person? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I cats are are evil. Uh, cats exist to torture and punish humans. Yes, yeah, somehow, and and part of this manipulation is that you know they'll they'll act sweet like once every three months, and then the humans who you know indulge them will be oh little little fifi button nose cotton tail. It's just being so sweet. I'll give him all his knuckles. We just got to give him all his knuckles. No, he's plotting your demise. Yeah, and I feel, because I am highly allergic to cats. Because yeah. cats are stupid, too. Yeah, but cats seem to know, know that I'm allergic. And so they will come up next to me and just stare at me just to torment me. That's horrible and kind of funny. Yeah. That's why I'm glad we don't take advice from the Egyptians and <laughs> worship cats anymore. What about uh, the uh, what about the bald cats? And I'm not that folks. That is not a euphemism. That's not an innuendo. There is a uh, a hairless cat that kind of I guess requires some type Peter of Picklesworth. Well, he had hair and then he lost it in space. But mm-hmm. you know, it requires a, a special oil or or something to keep his fur or not for skin from dry that wasn't i wasn't trying to be naughty or into probes um where, where are you at on the uh the, the bald cats it's a cat so no yeah i agree yeah. i i get and look i know that uh their portrayal may be in uh today's viewed by today's lens insensitive or inappropriate but I go back to the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. and they were just bitches. And, and but I also feel like they were an accurate portrayal of every cat ever. Well, I can see that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yep, cats. Yeah, I and you know I agree with Ron Swanson that no dog should weigh under 10 pounds because a dog under 10 pounds is a cat and <laughs> no one should be a cat. That's a good, that's a good point. I need, I need to go back and watch Parks and Rec. It's been a little while. Uh, yeah. So, you know, from, from there, yes, I've had a couple more dogs um, throughout the years. Um, Trying to think my, my parents had two dogs recently and one of them, I wish I knew what type of dog it was. I just saw one yesterday when I was out for a walk. Somebody was walking one, but it was a, I mean, it was a beautiful dog, but it was like the neediest dog that I've ever met. It just like, it, it wasn't a nice lap dog. You know, this is about a good 80 pound dog that when it stood up on its hind feet was looking you in the <laughs> eye, but would think that it was a lap dog. It just had to be up in your face constantly. And no matter how long you spent with it, it was going to be right here, right in, right in your face. For for uh, because the, for the benefit of those listening, because this is an audio format, when Chad says right up in his face, his hand was three feet away. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my parents had that dog, and then they had a um, the coon hound that um, you know didn't get much exercise due to. Um, 
the by by dad not being in best of uh, health, and so he would just sit at my dad's feet, and my dad would give him treats for just breathing, I guess, essentially. Oh. And so, yeah, he um, he had to be a little a little bit of a porker dog, so he did not get around too well. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but he was again. Max was the needy one, and uh, uh, I can't think what the other dog's name is. Just I just had it, but he was more of the just let me go outside to do my business and then come back. And if you want to just lay the bag of treats down here, <laughs> I'll be good. I'll just take care of him here. Very self sufficient in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned, uh, when my wife and I got married, uh, about two months after we went uh, from our, our town, we were both off. Um, I think the, it was a morning we went up there and I probably went to work at the radio station after. Uh, but we went up to uh, uh, near Vandalia, which may or may not be a community that some people are aware of. Uh, and we were great onions. <laughs> yeah. Vidalia. That's Vidalia onions. Oh. I was like, Vandalia? No, that's not. Uh, But a little Illinois uh, state history, Vandalia was uh, a state capital before Springfield. So, all right, moving on. Uh, We were looking specifically for beagle puppies, and that's what we thought that we were uh, uh, adopting or rescuing from this uh, little shelter. We went up there, and uh, they unleashed this entire litter of about six or eight pups, and one you know one of them in particular took a little uh fondness a little sweetness to my wife and that was a, a little girl that we brought home and we named her lucky and uh a couple things happened that night she didn't shut up and i didn't sleep so the next morning when when i went to work i went to work early mm-hmm. just so i could put my head down for a little bit of quiet uh but also that following morning um we knew that she had been given her you know, deworming medicines, you know, she was about six or eight weeks old. And so she goes behind the couch and she squats and poops in the house because she doesn't know any better. And I looked down to clean it up and it's full of worms. Oh, it was disgusting. Uh, oh, I'll, it's, it's one of those visuals and, and tactile, um, sensations that I'll never forget. Try as I might, and I will always try. Um, but eventually, Lucky ended up being a real good uh, girl for us. Um, we had her from July of 2009 uh, to March of 2019 uh, when I was working my last job. And my wife says, hey, Lucky's not doing too good. She she didn't want to do anything. I got her outside, and she... Uh, expelled from both ends um in the grass which is not great and but my wife's like i gotta go pick up our son from daycare i said okay i'll i'll be home as soon as i can we'll take her to the vet uh i gotta sneeze i apologize and uh she lucky didn't even come inside my wife tried to make her as comfortable out on the deck as possible as a march in, in illinois so it's chilly but she put a blanket over her, put a, a little pillow under her head and we took her to the vet, uh, my wife, uh, my boy and I, and, uh, you know, initially they couldn't find anything wrong. And then we say she hadn't really eaten in the last couple of days, uh, not like usual. 
and they finally did a scan and they found that, uh, I got a sne- another sneeze coming on. Good Lord. These, uh, these Southern Illinois falls don't mess around with the allergies. Um, but, uh, they found that she had a mass growing on, um, her liver. I believe it was her liver. Another damn sneeze. So basically what I'm getting from this is that lucky was a misnomer. Oh, uh, a misnomer? Yes, that the dog really was not that lucky. Oh, well, yeah, thank, thanks for putting it that way. Good Lord, these sneezes, they don't stop. All right, so um, the doc says, you know, we can, uh, um, the, the mass that she had was causing, causing, pushing all of her organs towards her tail. It was causing her to not have an appetite. And so the doc says, you know, we can give her a, something to boost her appetite, but she's slowly going to, you know, starve herself to death. And we were like, no, she's not, you know, that's not how, it's not how I would want to live. And that's not what we wished for her. So they were super, uh, about it. Very, very, you know, the first time that we'd ever had to be through anything like that. And, uh, um, they were just super and caring and just exceptional. And I'm holding my boy, uh, as we're, uh, you know, walking out after she's gone, uh, and she's still there on the table. And I said, uh, all right, tell, all right, buddy, tell lucky goodbye. And, you know, he's three at the time. So he's, you know, quietly bye, lucky. I said, tell you love her. And he did. Um, we changed some things around the house cause we still have one dog, uh, Coco, who we got in February of 2011. So she's been with us now, gosh, uh, almost 12 years. Um, and, and she's, she's great. She's a great dog. She listens real well. Um, and she's in a, both of them were, you know, kind of like you were talking, you open up the door, you let them out the back, they'll run around the, the closed in, you know, fenced in backyard and do their business or chase a squirrel or get sprayed by a skunk. They'll just come in, you know, if they get sprayed by a skunk, they don't get to come in right away. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, she's, uh, you know, we, we kind of had the conversation that when, uh, when Coco goes, um, and she's, you know, she's doing pretty well. She's, she'll get out there and she'll, she'll run, you know, for a, for a girl her age. Um, but we've kind of decided just with all the, the dog fur and, you know, things like that, just, it's, it's not easy. So when, when it's Coco's time, then that'll probably be the last dog we have for a good long while. So and then you'll get a fish. No, <laughs> well, yeah. Come back to that. Um, Garrett, my oldest loves sharks. <laughs> And he said that he wanted to have a shark for his birthday. Now his birthday and Christmas are two days apart, right? And so my wife went to a store just to see if they have little, you know, like freshwater or you know, any type of sharks. They have things called the red-tailed redfin shark, something like that. Anyway, that's it's about a maybe three or four inch um, little shark at, at its peak. And so he's convinced that he's going to be getting himself a little fish tank with a little uh, shark in it. And I'm just like, I, I don't, you've been in to my house. Mm-hmm. There's just not a place with, you know, with, with, with the kids, the age that they are and with a dog that'll still get up and run. And, you know, if the doorbell rings or somebody knocks at the door, she'll get up and she'll run. And, you know, because we have the, the hardwood laminate flooring, she'll slide quite a bit. And like, I don't know where we put a fish tank. So it's a, uh, yeah, it, 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 we're gonna have to make that decision soon. 
You just call the people from Tank to have them come in and put you in a nice plexiglass fish tank. <laughs> or you take Garrett to Monster Jam, and they have a shark-themed truck, Megalodon. Oh, he does like Megalodons. So they have little Lego play sets of the Monster Jam trucks, too, if he's into Legos. Ooh, he, we did. You know what? I don't think you can see it because I think I'm blocking it, but we put together a, uh, uh, you know, last week on Columbus Day when he was off and I was off to, because he was off, we put together over an 1100 piece Lego set for the office. And we had a lot of fun doing that. So now you said, is it for your office or is it of the TV show, the office? Yes. Okay. Although technically it's still, uh, uh, yeah, you can almost see it right there over my shoulder. You can see the the sides in the Michael Scott removable office wall. Um, so that's there. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm sure you know. I'm gonna lose the battle, uh, and and we'll have might just end up being right here by my desk where it's against the wall. Uh, it's not likely to be ran into by the dog, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, listeners of the power half hour, because uh, that's what we do without our, yeah. our lives and, and our, you know, stories and our experiences, uh, then we don't really have a show. That's what the power half hour is all about, Chad. Yeah. And I'd love to keep talking about this, but uh, the half hour is up. What are you trying to say, Chad? I thought you were going to say we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.